Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, the great Garrett Jones joining us from Houston, Texas. How about that? No, I think, man, you got to understand the the Texan situation. There's been a disconnect and there's been a lot of unnecessary untransparency in that organization. Uh, Once you lose that type of credibility with your players, it's, it's best to move on. Unfortunately, the Texans have wasted a lot of talent. It's rough over here in Houston right now, man. It's terrible. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That's the report I'm getting. That was uh, the commish, Garrick Jones, commenting on the Houston Texans. And they're at the forefront of the news today. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show, where it's a little thing called Football Friday. Affectionately brought to you by Flame Tech, your industry leader in combustion services. If you see this young man... It's a change from the normal guy sitting here. We've got Hall of Fame rider, broadcaster, Saskatchewan Rough Riders Hall of Fame broadcaster, John Frenzy with us. How are you, Frenzy? I'm great. Really You're looking great. good. Yeah. Even though it's cold out there, I'm still great. It is ridiculously cold out there. That's right. Have you left the house? Oh, a couple of times. That's it. <laughs> Rest of the time, I would say it this way. I've done good work inside. Good for you. Yeah. I'm sure your wife would agree. Oh, I'm sure she does. Give her a call. <laughs> Give her a call, yeah. So there's breaking news today, and it's incorporated in our Quick 6 show topic, so we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, last hour, we had Tori Gurley with us, our NFL insider, to break down the big breaking news. This hour, we've got the new head coach of the Edmonton football team, Jamie Elizondo, joining us. And people are already chiming in with questions for Coach Elizondo. I invite you to do the same. But first, let's go to the Quick 6 show topics, please, because there's some delicious topics in there. Number one, J.J. Watt released by the Houston Texans. I was watching ESPN get up this morning. They broke into programming. And, of course, when it says breaking news, what do you think, Lynch? Oh, I th- You think that the president's been shot or yeah. there's been an earthquake yeah. somewhere. Or a snowstorm or something. Right. No. The Texans have released J.J. Watt. That was the breaking news on ESPN. And it is groundbreaking news. He's the face of the franchise. Obviously, he's their all-time career sacks leader. So he says that he asked for his release, and he got it. The report out there is that it's a mutual split. And actually, I never really got Lynch's take on this. We've been covering Houston a lot for whatever reason. We were down there last year, did live shows on our sports trip. I called Houston this morning, talked to some football guys, and they said, listen, it's not mutual. But what you're seeing isn't what is being what you're seeing isn't what really is going on. Getting rid of JJ Watt is 17.5 million off the books for next year. If you cut him, we're going to be bad anyways. So might as well make the move now. And three, back to the financial thing. They said the Texans are underwater when it comes to salary cap. John, what a dumpster fire the Houston Texans are. Yeah, a great franchise for many years, but you know what happened to our friend before here. He screwed it up and he took over control of things and gave away the great wide receiver to uh, Bill O'Brien to to, uh, fill, to, to Arizona uh, Arizona for nobody. And um, I can't understand what's going here now. I mean, you can't lose a guy like what? He was the face of the franchise. He's their hero. He's their star. I, I don't believe it. It certainly wasn't mutual. I don't believe that. He was squeezed out by the new executive that came in. Well, that came in over about a month ago, and already the president's left. He resigned yesterday. So it's just a smozzle there. I wonder if Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, isn't going to step in here now and try to do something. No, they can't. He can't. 
I've spoken with commissioners from just about every league, and they've all told me they can't get involved in how a team does its business, even if it's just a dumpster fire like this. It's their right to ruin their own organization. <laughs> That's well put. That's what they've done. And you, yes. uh, you use the word dumpster, yet so appropriate. I don't know what they're going to do now. Uh, I think they'll trade Watt. I just hope it's a good trade for him and them. And, and uh, Watson, I should say, they want to get a quarterback of some kind and a couple of first-round draft choices and maybe a third-round draft choices, and they can build for the future. And I'm sure the fans will stick with them because they love football in that town, but... My gosh, it's hard to love the team the way they really do. That is a football state, but that uh, they're telling me this is the worst it's ever been for any team anywhere, and I'm actually starting to believe it. Yeah, me too. David in Winnipeg says J.J. Watt says he was disgruntled with the direction of the club. Yes, but he's released now, and he's not going to get 17.5 million anywhere else. He's just not. So as Tory Gurley said last hour, nobody wants to get released. This wasn't mutual no matter how they would like you to believe it. Moving on in our quick six here in the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. You're home for the NHL and UFC. To the CFL, really big week, free agency. It's basically closed now, even though there are still some big names on the market. I'm not willing yet to say who won it. It's too early. Nothing in the CFL has ever been won in February. But that didn't stop the TSN pundits and panelists from making their prognostications on things and analysis and good good on them i was directed to tsn.ca and they tremendous work on their website there so they there's their pundits picks on who won free agency davis sanchez says montreal farhan lalji says edmonton matthew shinetti says toronto ruling uh moving on to point three they were asked for their great cup favorites i'm again not willing yet to divulge that when we don't even know if there's a season but the TSN guys are. Davis Sanchez says the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Farhan says Edmonton. we got their head coach coming up. And Matthew Shinetti says Winnipeg. John Frenzy, do you want to take a dive into the pool with who won free agency? Who are you saying? Um, i got to say Toronto now. With, with the addition. Really? When you put, Fred, when you put uh, Charleston Hughes on there, it's close for the Riders. But right now, they've changed more. And I think got more better players than we have over it at the free agency thing. So, Toronto in a close one. Grey Cup contender, who do you think is the favorite to win the Grey Cup? I, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So none of these guys mentioned the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in either category, and that rolls me into point four here. Reading 3downnation.com's insiders column where they anonymously quote sources in the CFL one anonymous source said that if the Riders lost Charleston Hughes or gave him away over $15,000, given the quality of player that he is, that Jeremy O'Day, the general manager, deserves all the negative press that he's getting. And it's interesting. He says negative press. I think in 2021, teams pay just as much attention to what their fans are saying on social media as what the media is saying. So as much as it's maybe been negative for Jeremy in the press, although I don't necessarily... I haven't really seen that. It's more 50-50 with the fans, and they're upset. The ones that are upset are upset about this, losing the stars. Charleston Hughes, Solomon Elamimian, Cameron Judge, and now Brett Lowther saying he wants to wait. Was there anybody else that they lost that was all-stars? No. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. those and, guys, yeah. you got those stars, they win for you. They're the key to your team. Yeah, we had, uh, we had a good uh, 
free agent period right now and getting some players that are good. But we still lost those guys, and the holes haven't been filled. I don't think they're filled. Do you? If, if, no. If we don't now, we got three months before the season starts, we make a lot of changes. And we've got some good players they've uh, signed, they haven't announced. A couple of defensive tackles. A couple of receivers. They got three receivers. Well, O'Day said in his media availability, was it yesterday, that they now need to go find players that you've never heard of. This is where these players came from, and they got Paul Jones doing it. Yep. As you know, a tremendous head scout. So, yeah, they lost their stars. They're trying to comply with this lower salary cap floor, and I believe the Riders are one of the teams looking at the Argos saying, how come they're signing all these guys? Are they not adhering to this gentleman's agreement? This happens all the time. I've been here since 1969 doing this. Yeah. Must be four times we've gone through this. And it's usually some Eastern team, I'm going to say that, Toronto or Montreal, that breaks the agreement. Say they have to. They have to do. They had to, they had to break the agreement to get this player because they needed him to get ten, uh, fans in the park in Toronto and keep football interest up. Just had to. you got to understand. We don't have to understand. A rule is a rule. It's a gentleman's agreement. Nothing signed, so... You know how good gentlemen. It's as good as the paper it's printed on. That's right. They should never have thought anybody was going to abide by that, or at least all nine of them. Anyways, good question here from one of the viewers saying, "Could we about the global experiment?" Somebody asked, "Can you get Coach Elizondo's thoughts on that?" Was that what? Anyways, I talked to a coach this morning, and they said, "Hey, the Alouettes have hired Greg Quick as an assistant coach on defense and special teams." What does that mean for the CFL 2.0 experiment or initiative? Because Greg Quick was the CFL's director of global scouting. He was traipsing all over the planet trying to find football players for the CFL global draft and ranking them. And he's jumped out of the CFL head office and gone to work for Montreal. And I said, my guess, as we're sitting here talking today, is he saw the writing on the wall and half the CFL head office has been let go. He went and joined a team. And I would think the CFL 2.0 initiative is not on the front burner. How about that? Well, would you agree? 100%. Okay. And the next three weeks are going to be unbelievable. How so? Well, what's going to happen in this league? They're going to have, have to have a decision by the middle of March what's going on. Are we going to play or not? It's two weeks, two months after that we start practicing. I don't know if we'll get it that soon. Point five NHL leftovers from Thursday night. Brought to you by Tupperware. I clicked on the wrong tweet. Where the heck is it? Here we go. Number one, every Winnipeg Jets game is entertaining. They might not always win, but they're always entertaining. They're always good games. Yeah, they are. It wasn't Matt Murray's fault last night that they lost. He got pulled. I've been informed, or at least somebody said that he was hurt. That's why he came out after two periods. Sports Center made it look like he was yanked after two periods, and it wasn't his fault. The Winnipeg Jets were passing the puck around the Ottawa Senators like they were cardboard cutouts last night. It was embarrassing for Ottawa. Point three of the leftovers, Habs burn the jerseys. I'm not saying I don't like the jerseys. I like the jerseys a lot, but they haven't won in them. Hence, burn the jerseys. Fourth leftover, Austin Wagner's hands have finally caught up to his feet. He got sent in alone on a, uh, I think it was, he just got out of the penalty box. Breakaway, boop, boop, against the Sharks. Scores, saw him do it 100 times here down the road in the Brand Center. He could never score. Now he's scoring on breakaways. He's probably the fastest skater in the NHL, except for maybe Connor McJesus. And point five, just your daily reminder that the Lake Tahoe games are next week. Haven't heard much about those, have we, Lynch? Nope. Nothing. Not much. We haven't heard a thing. No, not a thing about the NHL's outdoor classic at Lake Tahoe. Bonus point, everybody's asking what we think about the Golden Knights' gold chrome helmets last night. 
Canada's team, the Golden Knights, not a fan. Did you see them on the highlights, those gold helmets? They look terrible. <laughs> they don't look like foot, the, the hockey helmets. No, they don't. They look like there's one on the end of your desk here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're weird. I, I don't mind Oregon. They got the chrome helmets, right? Who else has the chrome helmets in football? Oregon's the ones that come to mind to me. Notre Dame. That's football. Yeah. This is uh, the Golden Knights are my team. Canada's team didn't like the helmets. Sorry. And as my friends have said, fellow Golden Knights fans, maybe wear it with a gold jersey, something. It clashed with the gray jersey. Yeah. It didn't look Just good. Just didn't look right. Simple as that. <laughs> hey, from Armando Moreno, he's watching in Mexico City right now. He says CFL executives met virtually with Mexico football execs and prospects during the week, Greg Quick included, and they were assured the global initiative will continue as expected. I'm not sure that's good or bad news, but it is news. I wish they would can the global initiative. I know Armando doesn't, and we need to bring everybody together, but where are you, Lynch? Thumbs up or thumbs down? On thumbs the- down. Okay. Did you want to think about it? or No, not really. It just leaves me cold. <laughs> leaves you cold? Yeah. Uh, David Ice watching in Winnipeg, he says, looks like wannabe Battlestar Galactia, uh, Galactica remake. Yeah, it remake. does. That's it good looked point. like something from That's Star right. Wars. Yeah. Even Gary Lawless, our good friend Gary Lawless, the Vegas Golden Knights insider, took to Twitter last night saying, hey, not everybody likes it. You like vanilla, I like chocolate, is what Gary said. (laughs) But hey, this franchise tries new things. It's in their DNA. They tried it. Oh, yeah. They got the universal. Uh, They got a lot of guts. They try a lot of things. Hmm? They got a lot of guts. They got guts. They try a lot of things. And they're winners, for the most part. The Golden Knights are winners all the way, for sure. Jeff, the Stampeders fan, he's checking in from Calgary. He says, I thought the league and the Players Association were having a big meeting this week regarding the 2021 season. Did that not occur? I believe it did. Go to 3downnation.com. They've got the coverage on that, not us. Clark, do you know anything about that? Something's, something's, Clark wasn't paying attention. He's 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 busy. He's trying to get Elizondo on the air. From what we understand, they met... The Players Association is excited. They plan to play. We don't have any details beyond that. That's up to those entities to put that information out as far as I'm concerned. Don't you think, Lynch? Yep, definitely. And uh, point six, Raptors lose in Boston last night. I'm not going to say they are who we thought they were, but it was a big game for the Raptors for a couple reasons. To hit 500 and prove that they're back after a 2-8 and eight start didn't happen. I'm hearing excuses that they were road weary end of a road trip i don't know maybe they were but they couldn't pull it off and they had a chance to avenge a playoff loss to the boston celtics and it didn't happen happen unfortunately but back to tampa and by the way they've announced that they're not coming back to toronto this year did anybody think they actually were did you think the raptors were going to play in toronto at any point how is this news i don't know why it is speaking of tampa We've got their former offensive coordinator, the Vipers, joining us next, the new head coach of the Edmonton football team, Coach Jamie Alizondo. This has been the Quick Six Show Topics here on the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, and you're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday on the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Also watching live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Dupes, what do you use to shave your nuts? <laughs> Uh, not Manscaped. We only got <laughs> delivered one. We just got, we only got one. I will be using Manscaped shortly, and I hope to live to tell the tale. But I think it's going to be good. They're saying this is better than what we have been using before. If you get the review, then maybe I'll pick one up after. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. I got to say, these guys are talking a big game. I was going to say, how long has it been since you took care of things? Uh, not that long, but uh, you're going to learn more. 20% off now with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Hall of Fame Rough Riders broadcaster John Lynch is with me. The CFL news train keeps rolling this morning. The Toronto Argonauts have added defensive end Odell Willis. So perhaps Hogtown has become Swaggerville frenzy. Yeah, looks like it. They just keep signing guys. And Farhan Lalji of TSN has the Edmonton football team picked as the free agency winners. And he thinks they are the Grey Cup favorites too. And they got a brand new head coach. He joins us today on video chat. And I appreciate the Edmonton football team for lining it up. Coach Elizondo, we meet again. Rod, good to see you. How are you? (laughs) That's good to see you, Jamie. Very good. Hey, are you in Southern California today? No, I am in uh, sunny Ottawa right now. So in beautiful, beautiful land of the north. Okay, good. Well, it's, it's good to see you again, Jamie. And we're going to have some fun with those walkthrough stories in a moment. But Lynch was just saying to me, Jamie's known as a good guy coach, right? He's a player's coach. And I said, yeah, for sure. But I'll also say this. The Rough Rider defenders over the years, Jamie, said that you were a wizard. That I just remember one game in Ottawa that you had our guys crisscrossing, running all over the field. Their tongues were hanging out, and they're like, we can't keep up with these receivers. What is this guy doing here? That's a pretty good compliment to get, isn't it, from defensive players? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I really appreciate that. But that really is a reflection of everybody, all the guys on the team, you know, um, all the coaches that put all those plans together. It's not me. I'm, I'm not the wizard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just really the guy that kind of organizes and orchestrates it all. But uh, that's a heck of a compliment, a compliment, and I appreciate that. I've enjoyed watching the coverage out of Edmonton since you were hired. And the one thing that I, stunned me was that you were willing or considering just walking away from football and getting into life after football. Was that? I'd hate to think that was the choice. Were you close to, to not strapping on the headset again? Yeah, Rod, great question. You know, I, I had moved on. Um, you know, in my mind, um, when the XFL situation happened, it was, you know, you, you take a moment and you pause and you say, where is life headed? And, you know, I have a, a two-and-a-half-year-old who's, um, you know, obviously enjoying my life along with my wife. And um, you just start to ponder a little bit, you know, what is life going to look like um, in the sporting arena with COVID and so on and so forth. So, I had uh, kind of gone back to some of the things that I had, you know, previously had some success in and, and, and been trained in. And so, 
Um, and then this opportunity happened, and it's you know the way I've explained it. And I think I'm one blessed for it, but two, the universe has a way of just putting you back where where you belong. And so I'm, I'm very thrilled that the universe wants me on the football field. I am in love with that phrase, by the way. And when you're good at what you do. Their football's going to keep pulling you back. I don't think you're ever going to get out. Sorry to tell you, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> fine with you, you know, but, but here's another one. We got a reporter in Mexico city who watches our show every day. Our, his name's Armando Moreno. And he was the one trumpeting the fact that you were the first ever Mexican born head coach in the CFL, maybe pro football on the continent. And I'm like, where's the headlines on this as a diversity of strength league? Like, is it to you? Is it just not a big deal? You know, and you'd prefer it wasn't a big deal made out of, or, or is that something you're really proud of? No, you know, really good, really good question. I'm really proud of it. Um, you know, my heritage, you know, when I, I explained to people before, um, I was born in Aguascalientes, which is translates into hot waters. It's a, it's a place literally in the middle of Mexico. And my um, my dad passed away when I was young, but we grew up um, in, a, in a tough town in the Juarez, which is on the border of El Paso. Um, and then my mom remarried, and you know when uh, she remarried, now she's an American citizen. My dad was a Mexican citizen, um, but when she remarried, you know we we grew up in El Paso. So about five or six years, but heck. Very first day of kindergarten, I didn't know a word of English. So it is something I'm proud of because I think that there's a um, you know on, on uh, a lot of friends you represent a lot of people and you mean a lot of different things to a lot of people when, when some people see the things that you can achieve and uh, you know so I'm, I'm blessed and I'm proud of it and uh, you know um, but uh, at the end of the day I'm just a football guy so. I, I, I get it, but it's it's 30 for 30 stuff. That's all that I'm saying. And I hope somewhere along the line somebody does something on this. If it's not a documentary, then for sure an article. But anyways, I got more, but John Frenzy's got some stuff for you here. Jimmy, John Lynch here. Uh, Edmonton, what I'm hearing, they you know, they're pretty disappointed what's happened in the last three years with 12 points, 10 points, 8 points in the last three years. Big pressure in Edmonton to win, so I hear those guys picking you for winning the Grey Cup, but You've looked at your uh, at your roster and taken an assessment of the league. Uh, what do you think are your chances of moving up to first place? Like so many people are are saying, you guys are going to do this year. Yeah, um, I appreciate that, John. And nice to see you too. Um, you know, I think football is a game that you're ultimately measured by results. And uh, the the challenge for any coach is saying, what what is the culture that when we come in, and what what's the culture we want to create? What do we want to be about? And I'm a huge believer in that if we create the right culture, and again, it's not my culture, it's not my offense, it's something that we do collectively. And culture is something that you, you don't just set and then move on from. It's something you do every day. Uh, and so if we feel like if we set the right culture as a team, as an organization, that we're going to be able to build on the things that are already great in Edmonton, the history, the tradition, uh, Brock has done a great job of assembly, um, the, the team that he has. There's a lot of components in, in place for us to be successful, but it all is, it's all going to come down to uh, trusting the process. Um, I'm a big believer in that there's, there's a way you do things. Um, there's a way you game plan. There's a way you communicate. There's a way players treat everybody else in the building. There's a way we handle our, our locker room. Uh, for me, it's something as little as picking up trash and everybody doing that. Um, to the way we communicate with the people that help us and feed us every day, 
all those things go into being a championship team. Um, so culture is not an afterthought. It really is something that you spend a lot of time on repeatedly trying to build. And that's what we're going to try to do. And if we're able to do those things, then hopefully the, the, the results will follow. You know, years ago, Jamie, I used to think those were just words. And then we had guys come in and they did that. They said that and they did it and we won. And I'm like, oh, it does work. You know, it's a mindset. Some people have it, some don't. And by the way, I'm going to do Armando a solid here. He's in Mexico City right now, and he says, Coach Elizondo has a Mexican wide receiver in Edmonton called Diego Viamontes. What does he think about the league's global initiative? I love it. You know, and uh, Armando, thank you for that. Um, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to go down in 2019 in January to be the CFL combine in Mexico and be a part of that uh, uh, transition and see that first process, that first step of, the, of that happening. I think it's great that the, the, the more kids throughout the world that can play football uh, is is an awesome thing because it is still ultimately, in my opinion, the best team game. The, the lessons that you learn on a football field, the sacrifices that you make, the connections that you make, the um, learning how to deal with different people. And here's what the, the, the thing that to me is the most unique of all of all things with football. There's not 164 games or 84 games like there are in other sports. You have limited opportunities to, to step on the football field in a season. And so everything matters a little bit more. Um, so if we can translate this into teaching this game and the principles of this game on a global scale, I think it's fantastic, and I'm all on um, board for that. So, Armando, muchas gracias. Un placer. Y ojalá nos vemos pronto. Hey, there you go. Una más, por favor. Mi esposa e dinero. I know that one. My wife has the money. Um, I learned that one Mine fast. Too, Rod, so <laughs> I learned that one on uh, Fifth Avenue in Playdale, Carmen. Um, Jordan in Ottawa says, congrats, Jamie, on the opportunity in Edmonton. Can't, Jordan's Lamas Lock, by the way. He says, can't wait to see you back coaching and coaching guys you're familiar with. We'll have to do an interview when you're in Ottawa for a road game. That's from young Jordan's Lamas Lock. And I'll just say this before I let you go. You know, I've had so much fun with those incidents with the Ottawa walkthrough. And you know I was just having fun. What was your side of tossing me out of those red blacks? Because people still talk about it, by the way. <laughs> I want to see this. Uh, Rod, uh, you know, it, um, it wouldn't matter if it was you or somebody else. We just try to keep everything in house and keep it protected. So um, I love the fact that you are gracious about it and awesome about it. Um, not everybody that I've thrown out or, or asked kindly, you know, to, to step out of that, that arena during those walkthroughs has handled it as uh, wonderfully as you. So uh, with, this, with the humor that you did. So I appreciate that. And, you know, it's just, it's a small league. Right, so you, I think everybody throughout the week tries to protect their football, um, but uh, I do appreciate your humor. Well, as I recall, I remember saying it was national news, and I remember saying I've been kicked out of far classier places than this. But I also remember my <laughs> role in it was I was standing on the edge of the end zone taking pictures of the North Side Grandstand, and you turned to me and you're like, "Really?" And I never honestly stopped to think about your players and formations in the... I never even stopped to think about it, Jamie. So I wanted to tell you that, by the way. My intentions were not... They were not untoward. How about that? I know that about you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes uh, 
in the in the middle of big games, right? Coaches, uh, you know, obviously, you know, get uh, protective and emotional there. But uh, no, no more no foul. We're in more good shape, and I appreciate uh, seeing you again. It wasn't a big game. It was only the Eastern semifinal. No, nothing big there at all. Uh, Craig, <laughs> uh, or from our producer, Clark, says, uh, what does Jamie think of Edmonton's offensive group right now? Wilder, Harris, Ellingson, etc. Wilder's gone. Yeah, you know, it, it's the, the, the tools are there. The pieces are there. Um, how we come together as a team, how we come together as a group of men, um, how we handle, and I don't, Every coach, you know, uh, throughout the, the CFL, I'll talk about this, and there's so many good coaches in the CFL. But it's really the team that handles adversity the best. Um, and that, that'll be our challenge when we when we drop two games uh, in a row. Hopefully we don't, but if we do, how do we handle that? How do we handle the ups and downs of um, uh, an emotional win or an emotional loss? Can we can we stay even keeled uh, when we have success? Can we embrace adversity? when it comes our way. Those are the things that um, all the talent in the world um, it has to be kind of, you know, factored into um, how we handle those situations as a team. Uh, are we going to do that collectively as a whole? Are we going to do that as individuals? And that's what we're going to try to build and spend a lot of our time focusing on. Well, I was happy when the news release came across that Edmonton had hired you, Jamie, because this league needs the best coaches, and uh, you filled that void. So um, all the best getting onto the field and building this team, and thanks for the time today. Rob, thank you. And uh, until I get a chance to throw you out of another walkthrough, I hope you're doing great. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It will happen. It will happen. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Coach Jamie Elizondo of the Edmonton football team joining us from the nation's capital. And there you go, Frenzy. Yeah, very interesting. One of the great guys. Yeah, it seems like it. And he's yeah. the kind of guy that you'd need in the Canadian Football League. Sure do. Sure hey, do. folks, the Kinsman Telemiracle 50-50 uh, lottery is live now. Telemiracle5050.ca is where you can purchase your tickets. The Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day improve their quality of life and independence through gifts of mobility equipment and medical travel assistance. Tickets can be purchased now, but you have to be over the age of 19 and physically in the province of Saskatchewan at the time of purchase. What are we at here now? Yeah, we're growing by about 10,000 a day, but now is not the time to stop. We're going higher. Telemiracle5050.ca. You can purchase your tickets. One for $20, five for $50, 20 tickets for $100, or 100 tickets for $250. The draw will be made Friday, February 26th. The winner announced on February 27th, just before the start of Telemiracle 45. See you, Frenzy. Uh, sports update. Uh, well, Clark's telling me to keep going. So I can do that. Here's your sports update on this Friday. J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans split today, ending the tenure of the face of the franchise and adding further turmoil to an offseason of upheaval. Watt said in a Twitter video, the split was mutual. The three-time Defensive Player of the Year and 2017 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year has spent his entire career with the Texans after being selected with the 11th overall pick in the 2011 draft. The defensive end had one year remaining on a six-year, $100 million deal. Major League Baseball revamped its spring training exhibition schedule because of the pandemic, cutting travel for Florida-based teams in an effort to minimize coronavirus risks. College baseball teams, which often play big league clubs but are not subject to MLB testing protocols, were dropped from the revised schedules announced today. Split squad games traditionally used in the first half of the exhibition season 
also were eliminated. Quiet night in the National Hockey League. Just two games on the schedule, and both are in the United States. The New York Rangers host the Boston Bruins, and the Arizona Coyotes entertain the St. Louis Blues. By the way, did you see yesterday the Coyotes terminating the contract of assistant GM Steve Sullivan? What is going on in Arizona? Can somebody tell me what's going on in Arizona? Producer Clark says he doesn't think they even know. What a shame. The fans in the Valley deserve so much better than what they've gotten lately. It's a full slate of games, by the way, Saturday on Hockey Night in Canada. Canada's Nick Taylor will have to go low if he wants to defend his title at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Taylor shot three under 69 in the first round, but that puts him seven shots back of leader Patrick Cantley of the United States. Cantley carries a two-shot lead into the second round today. This sports update for the Tab Brew House and drive through liquor store corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. We're going to bring Moose DuPont in here for the next two segments. We'll start uh, viewer takeover early, and I think he might have some dub news for us. I'm hoping anyways. It's a Flame Tech football Friday here. The text line is open, 306-840-8777. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Town Mobility dealer. You're watching the program on Game Plus TV Network. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Welcome back to the program, everybody. I know it's a Flame Tech Football Friday. I'm just going to interrupt that for a second to tell you that uh, the carnage in sports continues, and obviously media too. I'm not sure how many people realized how intertwined they are until the pandemic, but right. good friend of mine, Jennifer White, she's the head business person, marketing person for the North Battleford, well, the Battleford's North Stars, used to be the North Battleford North Stars, Junior A. League champions, the last time we actually had a league. She just wrote on Twitter, today I'm officially laid off. Tough day, heartbreaking actually. But tomorrow's a new day and a new chapter begins. And she did a graphic here that says, there is no force more powerful than a woman determined to rise. If you're brave enough to say goodbye, life will reward you with a new hello. And I was saying to my wife the other day, we were driving, I think it was we were going to Costco and I said, I can't, we can't get used to this. And this is a province where the restaurants are half open and the gyms are open. And that's good. You know, I hear from my friends across this country that, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm like, we are. If sports isn't going, it sucks. But I'm saying, let's not get used to this. You only have to really open up your social media to see people fighting back with certain COVID restrictions and types of th- I saw yesterday a tweet from a 12-year-old in Texas, 12-year-old boy, hanged himself due to depression and mental health issues related to COVID controls in his city where he lived. And obviously the, rea- the reaction was um, predictable. And I don't want to take a turn to negative town here. I'm going to just take a turn to reality. 
right now. That's all. We haven't talked COVID in how long on this show? It's been a while. Other than maybe a sports update saying four NHL games are were postponed last night or something like that due to COVID. But And I guess hopefully we'll have some news on junior hockey. There were people writing in quite a few comments today about in a red deer. National news where the Rebels are going to stay in the rink and the players are going to live in the luxury suites for how many days is it? 50 to 60 days? 50. Something like that. And uh, I'd known about that for a while because one of the kids on the team is from Regina and I'd heard it's how it works out here, right? In Western Canada. Maybe it does where you're watching from too. It would be a dream for me to live in the rink. Quite frankly, for a year of my life, I did. It's awesome. It's really good. So I envy those kids. But anyways, my point is um, we just can't get used to this. I was talking to a guy on the phone the other night for quite some time who thinks we're going to be largely back to normal in a month. We're going to be opening stadiums and arenas by summertime, and away we go. And I'm just like, man, who's telling you this? It was a guy that works in pro sports, and I think I said, I think you're just a victim of hearing what you want to hear. I don't like these controls and restrictions, but I don't see them changing. There's my monologue. What's yours? Yeah. Be patient. Um, Be patient. You know, and that's, I know that's the easy thing to say and harder to do. It's easy to say it's hard to do, right? But you have to find a way um, to not let it occupy every waking moment in your mind, right? If you're thinking about things that you have no control over, it's just going to eat you up, right? Control what you can control. Focus on what you can control. And that's just how you approach day-to-day life. But I agree with you. Don't get used to this. I don't want to get used to this. I don't want this to become the new norm, like that phrase, the new normal, right? Like, that's not it. This is still temporary. It's just temporary is longer than we hoped. From our viewers, Chris Bird in Toronto, cities in Ontario are kicking kids off the local outdoor rinks and ponds because they're playing hockey. Well, that happened in Calgary and weapons were drawn. Um, I will give credit to the, the law enforcement and city officials in this city that we've been playing outside with zero disruptions. So credit to them. Well, I'll give you an idea in, in, in Australia where the Australian Open's going on. I don't think there's been a tennis update as they're in the show today. And there won't be. But uh, it was a good day for the Canadians. That's it. Um, but there was an outbreak. They didn't have any cases, and they allowed 30,000 people into the Australian Open per day. But now they've locked it down. For five days, they're doing a shutdown. And it goes from 30,000 people allowed at the Australian Open to you, can, you can't leave your house for more than an hour a day. You have one hour a day. Go get some groceries if you need to. Get a little exercise. And you have to work from home unless it's absolutely not possible. So they go from zero to 100 on the lockdown, but they, they say, look it. It's only going to be five days, and we'll get this under control. And it's worked. As I mentioned from the viewers on YouTube, a viewer by the name of Fear the Conspiracy (laughs) says, a kid in sports is a kid out of trouble. It's disgusting, hurting children. And that's why I point out the 12-year-old boy in Texas that took his life. Just on this concept of we're trying to keep you all safe. Didn't keep him safe. You want to safe from the virus, yes, but don't say you're trying to keep everybody safe because it's not the same thing. John Schmeiser is watching in Kansas City. He says, probably opening up in the United States quicker than Canada would be nice if it was at the same in both countries. And my friend on the phone was saying that he thinks when our government 
and our health officials see around the world stadiums opening up and crowds being allowed that, A, they'll take it upon themselves to open it up here, and B, that the public outcry will be as much that they'll have to. And I said, I really hope you're right, but I don't see that happening. I, I think I've learned in the last 10 months that you don't play chicken with our governments. You don't. Mm-mm. Um Greg Clevgard says, we won't get over it. We won't get used to it, period. And that's all that I'm saying. Do not get used to it because you can lapse into a situation here where it's minus 50 outside. You're not leaving the house. you got NHL on every night. We're still working. You tend to forget about the suffering that's going on and how I opened this segment here. You know, define suffering. Well, you didn't die. But you lost your job. You lost your career. You know, that's all. There's a lot of suffering going on that this, the empathy just pssst, gone. gone. Back to sports. Stick to sports, Peterson. Shut up and dribble. When we come back for the overtime segment, you're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV. Watch daily on uh, YouTube and Facebook Live and listen live for Sud's full service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back. It's overtime, and we're dropping the puck, and we got about... We got about eight minutes for it. That's a lot in TV land territory. Oh, yeah. As you know, we don't have a face off for the Ultimate Fan Zone or the Mad Greek Restaurant. So if there's something you would like to see Dupes and I face off about, or maybe we team up and tag team against you, we could do that. We could do that. Oh, yeah, we could. I know the COVID talk really has cracked the lid on a lot of viewer comments. People are just pent up and want to say their thing on COVID, but I spent enough time on that. God knows you can get more in the news if you really want it. Wayne in Victoria writes in and he says, Rod, your show today is really important as far as I'm concerned. You mentioned how people are being hurt both job-wise and mentally. It's very important that we don't get used to this. Thank you. Well, that was, I didn't even have an, a goal or an agenda by saying that. I just, sort of enough was enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get it off my chest. Don't get used to this because I was starting to get used to it. I don't want to get used to it. Regarding inciting the, uh, pitting the YouTube viewers against the Facebook viewers like Clark was doing for comments, Stephen in North Dakota writes in, says, Clark is inciting a riot. Impeach him. (laughs) Ryan was the only one that thought that was funny. From Jamie in Halifax, from the 902, wow, with today's news that the Texans have released J.J. Watt, is there a better chance at Watt going to the Bears than the Bears drafting Josh Fields, quarterback from Ohio State? Mac attack and Watt, bear down. Bears did make the playoffs, let's not forget. Yeah. They're maybe not that far away. The poll question that Darren put up was for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It has to do with the news out of Houston today that J.J. Watt asked for his release and got it. Whoops. I just opened up the CFL Sim Twitter account. 
How about that? How about that? The question is, where will J.J. Watt end up? 37% on Twitter voting for other. What's leading on Facebook? Yeah, the Steelers now 32%, but it's 29 for other and 26 for the Packers. It's very even, which tells me that we hit a good poll question. The audience is split three ways. He's going to go somewhere, yeah. and it's not going to be for $17.5 million. And I'm telling you, Houston is a beautiful city. I'd wanted to go there, Darren, without a lie, my whole life. And not only were we able to go there when we were able to travel and host our sports trip and do live shows, we got to roll like the Popes at Chilitown. Oh, the weather was great. <laughs> the <laughs> was... weather was great. We were treating like, like gold. Oh, yeah. It's really something to look forward to when we can open up and travel again, but... Imagine a pregame buffet in a circus tent across from the stadium, like a football field's length away, a buffet of shrimp cocktail. Shrimp the size of an apple. Oh, cutting the prime rib off the... Th- oh, oh like, it wasn't just... It wasn't cold cuts. No, 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 no. And, like, fancy cocktails for everybody. And, like, and it was unlimited. It was wonderful. <sighs> The cheer team, the cheerleaders came in every 30 minutes and did a routine for us. The jug jumped right in the middle of them. Yeah. Remember when I had it on my Snapchat. He was on the Jumbotron at the Houston Rockets game. Uh, Todd Pinckney asked we could uh, face off on what's the weakest division in the National Hockey League. And it's funny you say that. I believe it is the... Discover Central Division. I'm officially the only person on the continent referring it to the sponsored names. The only one. Have you noticed? Yeah. You're welcome, NHL. No charge. But the last I even looked at any division standings outside of Canada, Columbus was leading the Discover Central Division with a 500 record. So does that not mean they're the worst division? I guess I could look it up right could now. Could mean they're mo- the most competitive, right? Every game's really tight, but it's so tough. Like, it's such a hard argument to have. It's like saying, is McDavid better than Gretzky, right? Mm. When they can't play against each other and you can't put them head to head. How would you know? How would you really know? Well, <clears throat> here's one. <clears throat> Back to my earlier comment that I haven't figured out how to operate my NHL center ice yet. It's like trying to drive a Lamborghini. All the dials right. and controls. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. But I'm watching the Florida-Tampa pregame show on the Florida TV, which is another thing I'm trying to figure out. You got hosts sitting right by the ice in Florida, yet the Oilers are on the road and Gene Principe is back at Rogers Arena in Edmonton. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Must be by the country. Anyways, Tampa leads that Central Division 9-2-1, the Discover Central Division. So maybe that's not the weakest division. I'm not sure. The Mass Mutual division is led by the Boston Bruins, who are 9-1-2, and two, followed by Philly, two points back. Oh, your Sabres are sucking slew water. They haven't played in like three weeks. They're 500, though. <laughs> They're 500, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Honda West division, where my favorite team, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights reside, the Knights lead at 8-2-1. They have a slim one-point lead over the St. Louis Blues. And whenever those two teams get together, it's a raucous affair, let me tell you. Colorado Av- Avalanche currently under suspension. They're in third. The LA Kings are uh, rock bottom in that division. 
I don't know. What is the weakest, the least? I get probably the central. It, have we have we discerned anything here? No. This is a scramble draw. <laughs> we don't have a winner. Uh oh. Okay. Breaking news. You want to put it up on the screen or? Uh, Oh, Darren was really struggling with this Yeah, to break news today. You knew this, but you didn't want to say it. This is from Premier I Scott Moe, the Premier of Saskatchewan. Exciting news that the WHL East Division is coming to Regina. Seven clubs from Saskatchewan and Manitoba will play a 24-game season in a Hub City format beginning March 12th. 40 seconds old, this news. Uh, the business of the week. Thank you. Business, I wanted to talk about the dub. Business of the week for MySAS411 Business of the Week. The Rented Store. The locally owned rented store opened to the public in 1962. They are proud to serve the Saskatoon area with quality tool and equipment rentals, new equipment sales, steel equipment sales and supplies. They also offer professional and friendly customer service. The rented store is located at 633 45th Street East in Saskatoon. I'm okay being scooped by the Premier. (laughs) That's okay. DuPont knew about this. And he was sitting, speaking of the keys to a Lamborghini, you were juggling this like a hot potato. You're like, what do I do with this news? You want to be, and this is a different, right? You know, not really a reporter here, um, but we have the information, and we want to be good partners of the league, right? So if they want to announce it and the Premier wants to make that announcement, then I'll let him make the announcement. I don't need to be first on that. <sighs> I'm just going to send an old retweet out there to my good friend Scott Moe. Where's the Christmas card that he sent us, by the way? Do we still have it? Or Somewhere, did yeah. Didn't throw it out? I hope not. 24-game hub center in Regina approved. Yeah. (laughs) It's got his logo. He has his own logo, Premier Scott Moe. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll start on March 12th, 50 50 days, 24 games. Let's go. LFG! See you Monday, everybody. Have a great weekend. Noon Eastern here on Game Plus. (laughs) You like me to shut up. He wants me to talk. How about that? For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.